Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, my name is Brittany Crabb, and I'm here to play Real or Creepy. I am a paranormal YouTuber, a paranormal investigator, and I am obsessed with the color pink. Hi, I'm Stephanie Strange, and I'm here to play Real or Creepy, and I'm a psychic medium, and I'm a spooky content creator. That's right, gang. We've got two of the best in the business here today and two people that we at Real Hauntings really hold close to our heart. It's Stephanie Strange and Brittany Crabb. They're going to help us decide whether or not these stories are real or creepy. We're going to jump into our first story. It's titled My Ghost Experience. In 2021, I was sleeping in my room. In my room, there was a shadowy entity at the front of my bed. I scrambled to turn the light on. When I turned it on, the door was open and I heard running away. The door was shut when I fell asleep. I thought it was one of my siblings, but I had seen through the entity. The next night, I was sleeping and felt a cold presence near me. Suddenly, I felt a hand on my throat, almost choking me. I got up and went to the corner, and when I turned, a shadowy woman-looking entity was standing there. When I walked to get my stick of incense, it disappeared. I took the stick of incense and lit it and then smudged my room and went to bed, leaving it slightly on. Everything died down for a week. And then when I was sleeping, I heard a screech and I got up and went to my mom's room in a panic. No one heard the sound, only me. I felt so helpless and scared. I slept on the couch for a week and finally tried to sleep in my room. Everything is okay now. I've never seen the shadowy figure since, and I'm worried everyone will think I'm a nut. Not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. Um, Brittany, what's your gut on this one? You know, it's a pretty nice, condensed, short story, something that you might hear on the Real Hauntings podcast that we would kind of dig into. You know, for me personally, I haven't heard a ton of stories where the paranormal has uh, physically attacked someone in that manner. Does that lead you to believe that it's more true, more fake creepypasta? Where are you kind of on this story? I find when you are genuinely telling a personal ghost story, you write it out completely differently. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. You know, like you would write it out as if you're telling a friend and this was just almost too, it was like point form. I don't know. I'm sorry if the person who experienced this, if it's true, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm going to feel so bad. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's true. I don't. And if and if you woke up in the middle of the night with a ghost lady trying to choke you, what would be your first uh, instinctual move? I would grab my camera. I'd be so excited. That would honestly complete my life. I figured you uh, might head in that <laughs> direction. Stephanie, what about you? Would you would you be quick to grab the incense, or or what would be your mode of action if if you had this 
attacking spirit in your room? I always turn to music to heighten my vibrations. Um, I feel like music drowns out everything. And yeah, I think that's that's my go-to. So I believe that it's a story written as it's like their truth. Like they feel like they might have experienced it. But I think that the story in itself sounds a lot like sleep paralysis. Mm. And I think a lot of it is like mind over matter type of thing. Only because when they finally did something about it whether they did the incense and smudging that they feel at peace in my mind like so it's to me that might be that because if anything is really trying to get your attention they're gonna continue to persist especially if it's something like not good it doesn't just go away like that it's very persistent and aggressive Mm -hmm. um and the fact that like when they said that they were sleeping and they felt like a cold hand so a lot of things in sleep paralysis too is that they feel paralyzed and they feel weight on their chest that might be a thing too and you can see some pretty truly horrifying things in sleep paralysis i did have one episode that i remember where i you know quote unquote looked over and it was like a um I can't think of what the the cartoon figure is or what the thing is, but it was kind of like hooded. And then it had almost like an alligator skull type con- down with like the teeth and everything showing. But anyway, I know you're talking about, but I don't know the name of it. But yeah, yes. I can't. Um, but, but yeah, so I mean, I saw that and then it was gone, you know, and like I, I got so freaked out, I kind of snap myself out of the the sleep paralysis well i mean i also find it uh, well and, and to to also be fair right like i recently went to this like halloween party but it's not a traditional halloween party where you dress up in costumes and you drink and you dance and listen to music it's actually was a get together where everyone takes turns telling ghost stories mm. uh, oh. and yeah it lasted three hours everyone was like in a dim lit room with spooky music and we had like pjs and comfy clothes like halloween attire and we told scary stories and one thing that i've learned is that people remember things in a very vague way unfortunately especially when time passes or something is traumatic and so that's why i'm saying like yeah the story is short but that's why I believe it a little bit in terms of like th- that being their truth. However, I think once again, I think they might be dealing with some form of sleep paralysis as well. Not to say that like all sleep paralysis is not paranormal because I do believe that that could be a thing, right? Like I feel like it's weird how people experience sleep paralysis, but they see the same things like shadow people weight on their chest. It's always like these same phenomenons or like the hat man. So in that respect, I do believe that there could be paranormal stuff. But I do want to take like that lot, like a slight skeptical approach of is it sleep paralysis? Because you said once you smudged and did incense, it went away. And if it is something evil, wouldn't it continue to persist is my question. If not, you know, I would love to hear more on what they think could have been or if they've had other experiences in the house itself. I don't think anybody gets more frequent flyer miles than the hat, man. That spirit gets around, man. I don't know if he's looking for his car keys everywhere or what, but... It's been in like every house across the world. He um, loves car keys, but he's always wearing the same hat. Why? Yeah, son of a bitch. Uh, this episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels, and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. 
Wild Green is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. This story is called, This is My Ghost Story. My dad called me and immediately my stomach dropped. He told me that my grandpa had passed away. Immediately, I felt my grandfather's presence and I felt something brush my cheek. He was kissing me goodbye, or so I thought. My grandpa's ghost stayed in my home for five days after he had passed away. On the last night that his spirit was in my home, I woke up around 1 a.m., looked down to the foot of my bed where I saw a shadowy figure standing, staring down at me. I wasn't scared, but as soon as I saw the shadow figure crouched down and crawled to the other side of the room using its hands and feet, I knew it was my grandpa. I said to him, Grandpa, it's time to go home. I love you, but you can't be here. And then I never saw him again. I felt his peace that night. I believe that he was wanting to be with me because I had just rekindled our relationship and was calling him every weekend to check in on him. So I'm sure he wasn't feeling like letting that go yet. He unfortunately passed of shingles. The shingles caused him to lose his balance and he died from a fall on his way to the bathroom. I hope he's with my grandma and they are in peace together. So Stephanie, tell our audience that this is a fake story and you hate it so much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a sentimental story. Um, was it on my face? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's obviously a sweet story. Although it does have like a hit of really creepy when he appears at the end of the bed and he crawls away on like all fours. Even though the person telling the story said they didn't feel threatened, that feels very sinister-esque. Like you were saying, there's really good elements in it. I even think the the beginning, the the way it's written, it's like a great introduction, a good hook, like my stomach dropped or whatever. And it's interesting how they started the story and then made it creepy, but then try to make it endearing. And so I think mm. it's like a creepy pasta uh, because it's really well pieced together and written in that respect. Not to say that it can't happen because it can, but then again, we're at we're at the point of like, well, I woke up at 1 a.m. again. So 
I think it's a well-written creepypasta. That's what I think it is. That part about the grandpa crawling on all fours. I don't know what it was, but man, I still have chills right now. Kind of like freaks me out a little bit. Brittany, what, how did the story make you feel? I'm 50-50. I see how it can be a creepypasta and I totally agree with Steph. But at the same time, I've encountered so many people in my life who have lost a loved one. And as soon as they get that phone call or as soon as they find out, they experienced something. And this person experienced, was it like a kiss on the cheek? Is that what they said at the beginning? They, they um, felt someone kiss them, felt something on their face, or there's something else that goes on, almost like a visitation. And since they were really close with their grandfather, I don't know, it sounds like a visitation, but it also sounds like a creepypasta to me. I'm kind of, I'm in between. Because I've had so many visitations from my grandparents. Hmm. So I kind of like relate in a way. And it sounds true, but the crawling away, I just pictured a spider crawling, like a huge spider on the bed crawling away, me which too. freaked me out. My question is, is there something that the writer's not telling us? Because it's, so you're seeing something crawl on their, their hands and feet and you're like, oh, it's just grandpa. Like, did your grandpa do that in IRL? Like, did they, something you're not telling us? Like, <laughs> Grandpa was like one of those TikTokers that goes in Target and like bends backwards with their head, you know, and then crawls towards people. Grandpa, there's nothing yeah. scary. Yeah, it's just, just how he gets down. Yeah, that one, that was pretty wild. But I agree with both of you guys. It's, it's hard to tell on a lot of these stuff. I like pointing out the elements of what cues you in onto something potentially being a creepypasta because some of them universally you'll see and you'll be like, yes, you know, and then some of them do kind of hit that 50-50 range. So it's it's fun to, to go through these. Well, y'all, we did it. That's another episode in the books. I felt like those were two pretty fun stories to go through. Thank y'all for deciphering and educating and all those fun things. Brittany, tell our fans where they can find all your amazing content. Yes. So my main platform is YouTube. So it's just youtube.com slash Brittany Crab. Also on Instagram and TikTok, which is Brittany Crab 44. For the audience members who are the uninitiated into the Brittany Crab world, she's got like half of million followers on YouTube. So check out her content. And she's always going to movie premieres these days, walking the red carpet and uh, her best goth pink. It's awesome. We love seeing all the cool stuff you are doing. Speaking of cool stuff, Stephanie, where can our audience find all your wonderful content? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, and Facebook. I'm Stephanie underscore strange. And on YouTube, I'm Stephanie Strange. And Stephanie, I feel like I see you doing more psychic and medium, showing that part of your life more online. Is that something that has been a general focus? Or is it just happenstance that I'm personally seeing that content more? Yeah, I've been really focusing on not well, yeah, rebranding, essentially, just because I started off as like a spooky content creator. And I've done work with uh, something scary podcast and uh, YouTube as a scary storyteller. And I love that stuff. I love sharing people's paranormal experiences. But I also want to take it from a standpoint of like, yeah, you know, I'm a psychic medium. I'm pretty aware of these things. And I realized more and more that people didn't know that side of me. So I've been trying to showcase that more, especially this month in October. I've had a great opportunity to collaborate with people and talk more about that side of me more. Both of you guys' voices in the paranormal community are important. And I, I just, I love that our fans enjoy your content as much as we do. So thank you both so much for coming on and playing another round of Real or Creepy.
every five minutes. A transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.